Happy Wednesday, Razorback fans. You are three days away from Arkansas football. It's Wednesday, August 31st, and we are nearing in on Saturday, September 3rd, when Cincinnati comes to town to play the Hogs. You're listening to the Gridiron Hogs podcast. I'm Mason Choate. Got Robert Stewart and Alex Trader with me today. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to have Sam Kwiatkowski from Bearcat Report. He's going to get you set for the game, tell you all the things you need to know about the Bearcats, because to be quite honest, we are not experts on Cincinnati football, so we brought in an expert on Cincinnati football to help you and to help ourselves as well because we need to know. Um, he tells who he thinks is going to be the quarterback. He said he's like 90 95% that that's who's going to start under center, so there you go. Um, talk about weaknesses, strengths for Cincinnati. It seems like, you know, even though they lost a lot, they're probably going to be better than people expect, Robert. Yeah, I mean, Desmond Ritter and, and Sauce Gardner, they're they're – pretty much irreplaceable, but, um, you know, you got a, you got a team, uh, a, a unit that, that brings back all five starting offensive linemen. Uh, that's, that's going to be pretty, pretty huge. And, uh, I mean, it, it's a playoff team coming off of a playoff appearance. So it, it's, it's going to be a fun one in, in just three short days. That is for sure. Alex, we didn't have you on the podcast yesterday. Um, I don't know how much you've actually looked at the depth chart. I'm curious, do you have any thoughts about Arkansas's depth chart before we move forward? Because you didn't get to give that yesterday. Yeah, I think the big things I noticed was that um, you've got Andrew Chamley and Amari and Harris both on that second team offensive line. Huge freshmen, figuratively and literally, recruits coming in. Um, and then you've also, Ladarius Bishop, you saw him at corner number two. I believe when you were looking at it. So that was something that, you know, it was between him and McLaughlin, uh for a lot of people. And, and that finally being settled is at least a nice thing to see if you're looking for some sort of stability or faith in that second cornerback position. And then um, beyond that, I think it was pretty much as expected. You saw a lot of, a lot of the battles that were shaping up throughout fall camp kind of end out the way that you were expecting. So not, not too much new there, but it is important to be able to see that and know that what you've been seeing in practice is what's been going on behind the scenes as well. All right. Uh, before we get to Sam, just want to talk about some stuff from practice on Tuesday. Um, the big thing was it was the first time the media got to see Malik Hornsby play wide receiver. Um, we when we first walked in, he was with the first team during fastball. And uh, I yesterday was like the day where I was able to put in my practice report, like an, an example of why fastball depth charts don't mean anything. And it's because bumper pool was on the second team defense. And if that doesn't tell you that fastball depth charts mean nothing, then I don't know what does. So saying Malik Hornsby was on the first team offense is not saying a whole lot, but he was out there. He's playing wide receiver. He ran routes um, and individual drills. I had I put a video on my Twitter of Malik Hornsby running a route. He caught the football. So that's a good sign is that he can catch the football. Um, Kenny Guyton was working with him on his, his you know, little route running technique things um, during individual drills as well. So that was really the big takeaway. Brady Latham back in fastball. So it seems like he'll be ready to go full go. He's not in a green jersey. Uh, Hazelwood's still in a green jersey, but he should be fine. And then I think they're still messing around at corner, which was expected. But when we were walking out, they were running scout. 
and Malik Chavis and Ladarius Bishop were the first-team corners, and then Hudson Clark and Dwight McLaughlin were the second-team corners after Clark and McLaughlin were the first-teamers on Monday. So I think, Robert, we kind of think that uh, they're messing with us a little bit, and uh, we have our theories of why they're doing things the way they're doing. But I, I, I personally, I don't think that they would go out of their way just to like do something to mess with the media. Um, but it is interesting that they just like cannot settle on that corner position. Yeah, I mean, I know that Hudson Clark and Ladarius Bishop are listed as the top two corners, but I, I would be surprised to to see them run. I don't know, maybe even eighty percent of the snaps together. Like, I. Pittman just didn't sound convinced that the Bishop was the answer. Um, not, not necessarily a knock on him. It's just a competitive job right now. Yeah. I mean, I think we all feel like it's probably going to be Hudson Clark and Dwight McGlother. Like that has, if it's, if that's not how it goes, then I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think it has to be Dwight McGlother. Alex, do you have anything to add to the cornerback conversation? I feel like we talk about this every day. I mean, it's the same thing we've been saying. You feel like it has to be McLaughlin coming out of the portal from LSU. But, you know, at some point, I'm just going to have to accept the fact that the staff is seeing what they're seeing. Uh, And we, you know, even in the limited time we get at media, we are able to go watch, but we aren't getting the full breadth of what's going on in the practices, what's going on in meeting rooms, locker rooms. So um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if McLaughlin takes over at some point. But right now, you know, you have to feel like the there has to be something missing from him if the staff isn't willing to, you know, do what many people are expecting and put him in that second second corner spot. All right, boys, let's get to Sam Kwiatkowski of Bearcat Report. Very thankful for his time and uh, hope everybody enjoys what he has to bring to the show. So uh, we're going to get to Sam and then we'll be done after that. We'll talk to everybody on Thursday. All right, we now welcome on Sam Kwiatkowski from Bearcat Report. That's the Rivals website for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Sam, uh, first of all, you're not going to be in Fayetteville this weekend, are you? I'm not going to be down there. Um, it was something that we were thinking about going to. Um, decided to go out to uh, the Maui Invitational as our trip this uh, upcoming fall slash winter, but um, – from everything I've heard, and like I've mentioned um, with you earlier, um, the atmosphere is going to be nothing but what I would expect top of the line. I mean, I can't remember the last time Arkansas has had a program with this much hype around it. Um, it's SEC football. Um, Cincinnati went up to Notre Dame. We were at that game, and I mean, that was a, a similar situation as far as atmosphere goes, but I don't think anything really touches SEC football, especially a program like Arkansas that does have that history behind it. Yeah, it's – I mean, we're, we're excited for the atmosphere. I mean, it, you can already feel it. It's it's one of those game weeks where you can feel the atmosphere from Monday. Like, there's some game weeks, like, I'm looking forward to probably Missouri State. You probably won't feel that. But yeah. last week, if you, if you talk if – or last year, you think about the Texas game, and Robert and Alex could probably, you know, attest to this. Like, the – the feel around Fayetteville was just incredible. And then, you know, the game was awesome. So I feel like Cincinnati is going to be like that. And the the big question I think for most people is who's going to play quarterback for Cincinnati. I mean, do, yeah. you, do you have an idea? Do you feel like somebody's kind of ahead of the other? Yeah. That, I mean, but Ben Bryant's going to be behind center when they start. 
um, that opening drive. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I, I'm 95, 99% sure that, um, he'll take first team snaps. Um, he has better accuracy. Um, he has, um, obviously he played at Eastern Michigan, a smaller school, but, um, passed for over 3000 yards, 15 touchdowns. Um, so it's not like you're throwing out a new freshman, um, as you would with Evan Prater. Um, don't get me wrong. Prater brings it an aspect that, uh, Ben Bryan doesn't, I mean, his read option ability, um, his ability to get in space, um, that's not to be taken lightly. Um, he's a little, little undersized. I mean, compared to who you guys are putting out there with uh, Jefferson. Um, but he can still move with his feet. I'd be shocked. I know Fickles came out and said quite a few times that he wants to stick with one guy. But um, I'd be very, very surprised if you don't see some uh, wrinkles with Evan Prater running some type of read option, um, some trickery. Um, they'll definitely need that against a team like Arkansas, no question. So Cincinnati's coming off a, uh, an appearance in the college football playoff last year. Mm -hmm. uh, Desmond Ritter and Sauce Gardner seem like two pretty big losses. Do you think um, those two combined with everybody else who's not on the 2022 team, is, is Cincinnati a, a team that could be in the conversation for the playoff again this year? Uh, I mean, it, that, it's asking a lot for a team that's only lost two games in the past two seasons, one to Alabama, one to Georgia. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're a Cincinnati fan, I guess you're thinking expectations are go going undefeated. Um, they brought back quite a few seniors. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, they lost Oscar Gardner, they lost Desmond Ritter. Those that's elite talent. They lost people behind them. I mean, they had eight players drafted in the NFL draft. Um, but if you look at guys like Malik Vaughn, um, a defensive end, um, Jabari Taylor, Jerron Briggs, um, Javon Hicks, they brought in a transfer, um, a linebacker who was um, Mac Defensive Player of the Year, and uh, Ivan Pace. He's looked unbelievable um, in uh, training camp, and then. On the offensive side, offensive side of the ball, you got a transfer from LSU um, in the running backs with uh, Corey Kinner, um, and then a whole slate of running backs that I think Cincinnati, if they are going to go to the playoff and they are going to have a successful season, um, they're going to rely heavily on short passing game, run heavy. They're returning all starters on the offensive line. Um, and back to your question at quarterback, if Ben Bryant does come out and play, um, up to his capabilities, up to what the coaches want him to play. Um, yeah, Cincinnati, if they go undefeated, there's no reason why they shouldn't have another shot. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Do I think they'll go undefeated? No, I, I personally don't. I think they'll drop at least one, maybe two games this season. Um, but they're going to be competitive. They have a very good team. Um, it, it comes down to that quarterback position, and, and we'll definitely see it um, week one. Um, I could see him losing week one to Arkansas and then finishing out the regular season undefeated, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, being an Ohio kid myself, I'm pretty familiar with what Luke Fickle was able to do uh, with the Buckeyes. How yeah. important is it to be able to keep him when you've got so many top national programs coming after him? Yeah, I mean, it's huge. So and you kind of look at a couple things with him. Um, he's very family oriented. I believe he has seven kids. Um, one of them's on the offensive line um for Cincinnati um he's a sense he likes being here I mean he's had opportunities to go other places um I know Michigan State was one that um 
it was being reported that he was good as gone. Um, obviously, didn't go there, came back. Um, other jobs have opened. He's remained loyal to Cincinnati. Um, he's recruited well. Um, he's gotten the kids to, to the to really just buy in. Um, and he's doing everything that if you're a Cincinnati fan, you, you really can't complain. Um, now, if that Notre Dame job opens up two years down the road or if somehow that Ohio State job opens up, I don't see him passing those up, but at this point in time, I mean, with the move to the Big 12 and having your team in conversations to make the playoff each year, I don't foresee him going anywhere. Um, the city of Cincinnati um, is a very populated town with, with football players, that's for sure, and I know he's going after a lot of those kids. So from an Arkansas perspective, we kind of understand – where Arkansas can win and lose the game. We know the strengths and weaknesses that the Razorbacks have, but we don't know what Cincinnati has and what their strengths and weaknesses are because we're so focused on Arkansas. So kind of tell us where can Cincinnati win the game and where can they lose the game? Cincinnati's defense is going to surprise people this year. Um, I think most people think they're going to have that kind of fall off where you're losing – I mean, if you're following the preseason, Sauce Garner's getting <laughs> Deion Sanders comps. So he's he's turning into a superstar, top five pick. Um, so you're like, how, are you do, how do you replace him? Um, they reloaded. They they didn't um, look at this season as, as a rebuilding year. They have kids that um, came up the pipeline and they're ready to play. They're ready for their chance. So if they're going to win the game, it's going to be with their defense. Um, I don't foresee Cincinnati coming out and putting – 30 points on the board. Um, they're going to try to control the clock on offense. Um, they they have three very reliable running backs with a good offensive line. And like we go back to the quarterback position, it's kind of an unknown. Um, it might be a run heavy game, control the tempo um, and play with that defense. Um, I think a lot of people, Arkansas fans, fans throughout college football will be pretty surprised with um what Cincinnati brings defensively. And it, I personally don't think they'll see that much of a, uh, of a drop back. Um, I think the passing game for Cincinnati in week one in a hostile environment um, will definitely be a challenge. Um, so if Arkansas is able to stop the run and control that and, um, and kind of control that side of the ball, um, then Cincinnati will have a tough time coming back with the W. So going back to, to last year's schedule a little bit, uh, there there was a top 10 win at Notre Dame and then Cincinnati took on Alabama in the Cotton Bowl. So two top 10 games uh, that were not in Cincinnati. Do you think uh, for the returners, I mean, the, this, this game at Arkansas, top 25, shouldn't come as anything novel or surprising, right? Being at both those games, um, South Bend almost seemed like it was a home game to be completely honest with you. Um, There's a ton of Cincinnati fans there and uh, the Cincinnati fans were, were louder. I, Notre Dame had opportunities to win that game. Um, Cincinnati snuck away with a W, which was obviously huge for their program. Um, but that wasn't what they're going into at Arkansas, just as a college football fan, kind of knowing um, the dynamics, looking at your program and knowing that, all right, Arkansas fans are taking this serious. I, they feel like they're back. Um, it's not going to be a half-filled stadium. You have a 
one of the most exciting coaches and probably one of the better interviewers in Sam Pittman. He knows how to get a team ready to go. He knows how to get a fan base ready to go. And when you have a team to back it up, um, yeah, I would say this is going to be the toughest environment Cincinnati's been in for any of the active players. Stepping back a little bit from this, you know, this game in particular, Arkansas isn't necessarily a school that goes out and schedules top level competition in, in week one. Cincinnati, I believe, is the similar way from what I've followed. Is that something that, that is kind of a new trend for college football, do you think? Or, or is this just two teams that are you know, trying to put their national brand out there? I, I mean, I sure hope so. I, I mean, if you look at Cincinnati and in the past 10 years or so. I mean, going back to when Brian Kelly was in town, they went to two BCS bowls. So football in Cincinnati, yeah. I mean, it, in the past two decades, it, it's had its ups and downs, but it's had more ups and downs and Arkansas being the same way. They, they've had years where they've fallen off, but it's a football school. Um, Cincinnati has kind of became a football school as of late. And um, I would like to see these types of games playing. It's good for the sport. It's good for college football. Um, I mean, I know a lot of Cincinnati fans that are going down to Fayetteville and um, they've told me that it's a beautiful place to, to visit first off. And second off, you're, you're getting a great college football game. And I hope there's opportunities where schools can come to Cincinnati, whether it's Arkansas. Um, but yeah, these bigger games and especially for schools like Cincinnati and Arkansas who are considered in my opinion, um, just bigger programs, they have bigger fan bases and people actually truly do care. Um, yeah, it would be good for the sport to see these games happen on a yearly basis. I'm curious how much you think the the playoff game against Alabama, you know, kind of prepares Cincinnati for this game because Arkansas, you know, they're not Alabama, but it's mm -hmm. SEC level competition. And Arkansas, as you mentioned, I mean, we all know they're better than they have been, and you know, they played Alabama competitively. Oh yeah, competitive than Cincinnati did. Like, no offense yeah. to Cincinnati, but no. that's just how it was. So. You think that they're a little bit more prepared for this game because of that Alabama game? I mean, I'm I'm sure it helps. Um, I, I just talking with Coach Fickle. He um, so two years ago in the they lost to uh, Georgia in a New Year's Six, and Coach Fickle said he was like I wasn't able to watch that game until uh, until fall camp rolled around, and then when we asked him about the Alabama game, he said I've watched it seven times uh, since then. It's something that he thought. Cincinnati had a legitimate shot to win. He said there were opportunities that were missed. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think it prepares them for a team like Arkansas. Um, I, I think you guys only lost to them by seven last year. So um, you were able to put up points against them. It, it Honestly, playing any team in the SEC, I mean, outside of your Vanderbilt, you're pretty much going to get um, great competition, um, speed, quickness, um, physicality. I mean, the SEC is the best conference in football for a reason. And if you're not willing to admit that, then in my opinion, you're being kind of ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think we all, every time somebody says that the SEC is not the best conference in football, um, you know, it's, it's something you laugh at. And even our guy, Alex Trader likes to argue that the big 10 is better than the SEC. And it's just not, it's not true. <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately it's definitely not true <laughs> um okay sam we really appreciate your time um go check out bearcat journal for all the cincinnati coverage um before we let you go though uh we definitely need a prediction um 
we have our score predictions up on our website. I have Arkansas winning 28 to 13. How do you think it's going to go down? I'm going to stick with what Vegas is saying, and I'm going to keep it to a one score ball game. I'll say 21 28, Arkansas. Arkansas with 28? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Arkansas, Arkansas by seven. I think that that's a that's probably about where it's going to be. I think the lines around it's been hovering around six or seven, six, so six, six and a half, six seven points. So I think that's a fair. Um, I think that's a fair line. Um, the more I look at Cincinnati's roster and their official, um, too deep. Um, they're not going to be is they're it's not going to be as big as a fall off as I, I expected coming in the fall camp. So it'll be a good game. Um, Arkansas has some studs, and um, I, obviously it'll be one of the better games to watch in week one, no question. Yep, very excited. So Sam Kwiatkowski, thank you. Go check him out on Twitter at SK Bearcat Report and visit Bearcat Report as well for that Cincinnati coverage. Sam, thanks for your time, man. Yeah, man, have a great day. You too.